Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I texted her my feelings a couple months ago. Did you? I did. Because she apologized and you just never responded. And I love you, man, but I'm just saying, careful what you're dealing with here. You are a master manipulator. My wife deserves better. She tried so many times with you, and now should. she's just like, Kyle. I don't think we should do this. I don't this give a anymore, Kyle. dude. People don't know the real side of Lindsay, and she's an evil, conniving yeah. bitch. Good luck to my best friend, because you're a psycho. This is when you stand up and say something to him. Let him just bury himself. No, I think you should not sit there. My wife, honestly, is the nicest person ever. And when people who are actual assholes and actual bitches get their way, it honestly makes me sick. Psycho. I'm the bad person. Stand up and say something to him. He's being a f-ing asshole. Everybody f-ing giving Lindsay f-ing Hubbard so much power. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. It is our Summer House and Vanderpump Rules recap. God, we have a lot to talk about. Um, Join with me today is the one, the only, Gibson Johns. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I mean, like you said, we have so much to talk about. I'm actually overwhelmed. So hopefully this (laughs) helps me parse through some of it. (laughs) We're going to work through this together, all of us as a family. Um, what a, what a week it's been. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like completely overwhelmed. So <laughs> I think it's best that we start off light with a summer house. 
I like that for us. Yeah, no shade to them, but considering the week, it feels like Monday was a month ago. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still a very solid episode. Um, so basically where we start off, Kyle and Danielle are talking. They're kind of making up since the fight that they got into over Carl and Lindsay. They seem to be fine-ish at this point, right? Um, everybody ends up going back in the city. Kyle and Amanda are looking up sketches for Loverboy. And Amanda says in a confessional that they got a new Loverboy office space that is next door to their apartment. And I don't know about you, but... I got the Bethany Ever After chills. I was like, oh, this is not a good video. I don't know if it's not, great. <laughs> not the Bethany Ever After chills. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm deeply um, concerned about a work, work play balance. And I don't know. I don't know if this is a great idea. I know. I know. As somebody whose parents work and live together, I I understand that. But I also know that it can work. Like, it definitely gives you pause. And like, seeing her just walk out that door right back to their apartment. It it does it does feel like too close for comfort, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to tell them how to do business, but you know, I it, want a business to succeed. That I will say that yeah. for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Carl does come over to the office, and he and Kyle have another conversation. Um, it's kind of what I expected is that Carl seems to be playing two very different roles as like the face of Loverboy doing appearances, but also yeah. he's got this business role and it's not really making sense. It seems like a lack of communication between them. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely like a super, I mean, there's so many layers to that, to that relationship. And, um, I think it, I, I felt like we were watching like a one-on-one between a manager and their, and their and their employee and their yeah. direct report. And like, yeah, I think that it, it sounds, I think that they, they are two very different roles. Like he, he literally like, I think is in charge of, or was in charge of like expanding the business basically and like mm. getting new accounts. But then like, he's also the person doing the meet and greets when they travel to like Nashville and Florida and like all these places. And like those to me are two very different things. And it sounds like the meet and greet aspect of it was just kind of something that started to happen. And it's, it's always been an element of lover boy. Um, but I don't, I don't think that we're really getting as viewers, like a cl- clearly defined explanation for the role that Carl should have and has always had and is actually being paid for. And like the role, I, I, I'm kind of confused about like, where the disconnect is i am too very much so because it seems like when kyle mentions oh like you're saying that you're working 90 hours but uh you know me and other higher ups aren't really seeing you even going for 40 kyle kind of or carl rather pretty much immediately was like yeah i am kind of dropping the balls in, in other places so it seems like there is merit to what Kyle's saying. Definitely. How he's going about it is not correct <laughs> definitely and i think we know from past seasons i mean like and he was obviously struggling with other things back then, but like in earlier seasons of Summer House, Carl was having difficulties in in, in his professional life, and like yeah. you know, and we we've seen these things, so it's not necessarily like completely out of left field that Carl, you know, could be having difficulties in his profession with Loverboy. But um, yeah, I think that he it the the discrepancy in the hours worked, the discrepancy in the pay that he's deserved. I'm not sure that I'm not I'm I'm just confused but I but I do think that Kyle has merit here and I think that like Carl admitting that he's dropped the ball is sort of admitting to what Kyle has said of like taking a long time to respond to emails and kind of going off the grid and yeah. like 
that's not really how you that's not really how you should be uh in your in your corporate job not a corporate job but you know what I mean yeah I I that's what I'm thinking because I am not like a corporate cutie I don't really know how office dynamics work but I feel like I would be pissed off if I'm reaching out to you and being like how can we make this work and you're not writing me back for weeks Mm -hmm. (laughs) seems like a long time (laughs) and and I think that like with Kyle like like a good uh, something that I think everyone should always just keep in mind is like he cares so much about his business like I think that that is like ultimately like almost what he cares about the most like not not, that's not even like disrespecting like Amanda or anything I think he literally like we've always seen that Kyle is like obsessed and with work and he's driven by trying to build this and like he's so he's so uber protective of it probably to a fault obviously but like that's just like how he is intrinsically and um, so this is what I say I, about Kyle. He's got standing desk energy. Like, he's just a person, you know? yes, that's so true. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of just who he is, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. I obviously like, you know, he should, he should adapt and evolve, but that's just how he is. And so like, I think sometimes, I think sometimes people want Kyle to be somebody that he's not. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I also think that people get like, maybe, maybe I don't know if confused is the right word because they see him being like, sloppy drinking like you know eating tortilla chips at three o'clock in the morning but then like they don't realize that like oh there is an actual person who is very you know passionate about his business you know exactly yeah totally um so after that I mean it kind of seems like Kyle thinks this is a glossing over conversation Mm -hmm. like they got some things done but not really um everybody heads back into the to the Hamptons uh Andrea's coming Yes. So the happy. return of our of our man. We're trying to do it better this time when we did the last time. And I just kind of loved, no offense to Andrea, but I love the reminder that like through all the wine throwing, Andrea was just sitting there crying about his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Such a disconnect to the chaos that was happening, just silently weeping. <laughs> I know it, it's almost like he came in and was like so excited to be there like he he'll have like a couple weekends of the house and he knows that he wants to like capitalize on it so he just got a little bit carried away with the drinking it seemed oh I think he. That he 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 was definitely like three sheets to the wind and I don't blame him I think I would too but I think he got a little bit overexcited and then he gets emotional and oh uh, I just love our Italian stallion like I I wish he was around more He's very funny. Yeah, his entrance into the house, back into the house was like, yes, like how Lisa Rinna expects people to treat Harry Hamlin when he makes a sauce. Like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Like, yes. But um, I think I think what's I think what's refreshing about having him around in this episode is like there we can see these divisions, these like deep, dark divisions starting in this house and like he is he is a rare person that everyone likes and everyone gets along yeah. with and he genuinely likes everybody and so like that energy is very was very refreshing to me to have on this episode yeah and I love that he said in an interview this week that like the second time he comes back is the weekend that Carl and Lindsay get engaged and how the energy was very dark mm-hmm. <laughs> comparatively like, like it was dark but he still can be the one who like is really happy for them and can celebrate them while also being friends with the other side of the house which is yeah a, a difficult position to be in but um yeah I, I really appreciate that about him yeah for sure um Gabby is smitten but also very pissed off because Andrea has a girlfriend <laughs> but he's like the perfect specimen um so the girls go outside while Andrea is pretending to cook slash unboxing shit from like 
flat iron Italy. We all know it. Um, but we all know it. <laughs> Lindsay actually thanks Danielle for defending Carl last weekend because he wasn't there to defend himself, which I think is like we put a pin in that for later, right? Right. Um, so then it's kind of like everybody's talking, like, what's going on with Kyle and Carl? Sierra asked Amanda at one point, and she's like, Yeah, they're friends for now, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> An interesting thing. Yes. It makes you think exactly. There's and a then, subtext there. Yeah. And then this leads us into Lindsay and Amanda, and how Lindsay basically is not fucking with Amanda because of what Amanda said at the reunion about how, you know, Carl works for us as though she is Mrs. Loverboy, you know. Um, and that like you know Lindsay was like manipulating him or whatever so from amanda's side she says i've apologized to Lindsay five times over at this point and she just never responded to my text so i don't really know what to do mm, okay interesting yeah yeah i kind of wish i kind of wish we had seen some screenshots there i have to say yeah yeah I would like, like, we need, somebody needs to just get Lindsay's phone. I want to see the screenshots of this with Amanda and what you said to Maya. Yes, 100%. Those seem pretty easy to get, especially, but it's like, if she won't provide them, then like, why don't the other two provide them? I I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think with the, the, what Amanda said at the reunion, it's like, technically it's true, right? Like technically he does work for the co-founder the, the co-founder's a lover boy right but the it was, it was the tone at which she said it and sort of the reason right. why she said it and and you know i think the the blaming of Lindsay for for so much at this point like it's i think it's it's almost one of those things that like you either see it one way or you see it the other way i think a lot of people see it a lot of people online definitely see it one way which is like she gets blamed for everything. She breathes and they get mad at her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's being blamed for Carl's bad behavior, for manipulating him and changing him. And the relationship has changed everything. She's blamed for Danielle asking the question later in the episode. But I think the other people see it as like, that, like <laughs> she can't keep female friends and she always, like there, there's, a, there's sort of a common denominator to certain things. So mm-hmm. it's almost one of those things that like, I think it's the, the line has been, drawn in the sand and I'm not sure like people will be swayed either way you know what I mean yeah I totally get what you mean because I feel like Lindsay is not a girl's girl (laughs) which is not necessarily a an insult because I think she lives in a very black and white and black and white space yes totally and there's like girl code that I think like Paige really leans into and Amanda and Sierra and they're also right like for Lindsay to act like she has no idea why Sierra might be upset that she made up made out with Austin all over that house is mm-hmm. crazy. However, <laughs> it was her right to do as a single person and he's a single person and you know Austin and Sierra weren't a thing. It's like an objectively mm-hmm. she could do it, but like subjectively it's just not a great look. 100%. Um, but I think her refusal to understand why people might be upset is where she gets messed up. Definitely. And I think that she and I also think part of it is like the 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 like underlying thing is also that the, all these people have just different approaches to being a reality star, you know? And I think that Lindsay, sure. to me, like Lindsay is 
the best star on the show in terms of like her in in terms of like she knows how to make a moment she isn't she isn't afraid of confrontation she gives us one-liners like she all these things that she's been doing over the years that we all like love about her Mm -hmm. but like I I think that the other people the other women on the show particularly like they they see those that approach and and those sort of tactics differently and they interpret them differently and they don't agree with them but like again it's just like sort of in their nature they're different and they and they're foundationally they disagree with how they with how they with how they're on the show and like the other element is like Lindsay is protective of the show because she helped build it you know mm-hmm. like she was she's been on it since season one same with Kyle and Carl so there's also that element and that's kind of always going to be lingering in the background I think yeah for for sure for sure um so everybody sits down for dinner Lindsay and Sierra shake hands so that they don't throw wine at each other this time <laughs> Andrea's just trying to get sexy. I mean, there's mentions of zebra prints, um, Wesley stripes, uh, toy sexual toys, things of that nature, um, dirty talking. Sam just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on and on about what just seemed to be like some sort of remote controlled vibrator that you put in your panties. Like we could have, this could have been an email girl. And Lindsay that's said, exactly what I thought. I was like, <laughs> we get it girl. We get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this kind of leads Maya to take Sam aside and be like, Hey, I really don't want you to like, think I'm coming for you, but you really talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think you maybe need to be aware Sam starts crying. She's like, I'm always too much for people. People always say this for me. And, but like Maya's really trying to like not get her upset. But I think it's one of those things where like, it's, that's like an objectively embarrassing thing. And like, I probably would cry if somebody said that to me, you know? Yeah, I think (laughs) too, especially after drinking, especially whatever. And like, I also think that sometimes Maya's delivery can be like extremely blunt. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she, she doesn't really like, pad things or, or soften things a lot of the time when she delivers right. a message to somebody right. and which sometimes is great but I think in, in a moment like this like m- that message could have been uh delivered in like a, a softer way I think or but really not I, at I, all I, like I mean how do you tell somebody that they yeah. talk too much you know in I know I know it's just, that's just like how she is right and she's also this is what their second or third this is their third weekend there or something so like yeah. I don't know it was I agree I don't know if she needed to hear that in that moment or or at all right right um so everybody goes you know they go to hampton social they're partying they're coming back to the house they're also partying Uh, carl's already got his barry's boot camp shirt on for the next morning (laughs) like he's ready to go to sleep (laughs) but Lindsay says oh i kind of wonder if Lindsay's like does want to go downstairs sometimes but she's also like well i've got everything i need up here i I feel like there's like a little bit of a struggle with that with Lindsay. i think so too and i think that that in some ways that like insert a Kyle. I think they both have that that quality of like they they can't they it's hard for them to resist like the fun and and being mm. in the action. Um I totally agree with you. I think I commend her honestly for like for not joining it all the time. I would I kind of wish she would more often these days um just for like our sakes as viewers. But um I agree. I think that she's in this sort of transitional moment where she has to resist the urge. Um, and she's telling yeah. herself to resist that urge. And um, I don't know, I think there's there's a balance that I think she hasn't fully stri- uh, struck yet. I agree. And I think it comes out when she keeps wanting people to be responsible for the fact that she chose to be sober for Carl. It's like, right. every time she gets in an argument this season, it's like, well, what about the fact that I'm not drinking for him? And it's like, well, that's not anybody's 
responsibility. Like, I, I don't know what she wants from that. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think that part of it, I think twofold. I think one of like the, just from like a production angle, I think it's like viewers haven't really, didn't really, viewers could have like blinked and missed that fact basically. Right. You know, I think like they came on summer house for like an episode or winter house for like an episode and a half. And I think that that was happening then, or she had, mm -hmm. I forget what the timing of it, but I also think that like, to, to her it's, it's it's a big testament to the fact that like she isn't completely driving the ship you know mm -hmm. what I mean like it's like she she is bending for him as well like she isn't making him bend for her completely I think that that's sort of the accusation that she keeps getting is like she, you know she's changing him she's she's making his lifestyle change she's changing his personality but it's like no she's also willing and able to make big changes for him and it's I don't think I think she does want credit for it um, maybe too much, but like, I think part of it is just sort of like a character. It's almost like a character. Um, I'm missing the word. Like, it's sort of like a testament to her character right. that she, that she, that she's doing for herself because nobody else will do it. Right. Right. Totally. I totally get that. Um, that makes sense. It's something I'll have to think about later. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Of course. Nice, nice <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I mean, before they go to bed that night, Kyle goes into Danielle's room to like, basically all roads lead back to Lindsay. He is incessant that everything was great until Lindsay ruined things. And I loved them being a, a, in a couple, like I love them individually, but now everything's bad. And this leads Danielle to make another admission to Kyle of like, it also took me a long time to adjust to the new dynamic now that Carl and Lindsay are together. Cause it was me and Lindsay, we were doing everything together and then it was the three of us. And now it just feels like the two of them. And I'm like off being the third wheel. And I was always there for Lindsay, but now it just feels like she doesn't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe the predominant theory that Paige is really the one who planted the seed in Danielle's head? It's a good question. I mean, we saw in the last episode that that definitely helped get the ball rolling. I don't, mm. I, it, it's hard. It's really hard to tell like how much of that was kind of simmering inside Danielle's head. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of inclined to believe that it was in, in her head already. And I agree. just sort of brought it out in the, in a filming setting. Um, I find it yeah, hard to I, believe that like, it seems like Danielle and Paige are basically like good acquaintances. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. And that, so yeah, it just and doesn't I'm, really seem logical that Paige would blow her whole world up like that if Danielle wasn't feeling that way on some level. Exactly. And I think that also, I think, you know, blaming, quote unquote, blaming Paige for the whole thing is like, I think it's it's part of Danielle's point in this whole thing, which is like, it's not it's not giving Danielle enough credit for like making her own decisions and coming yeah. to her own realizations um right. when I when I interviewed Danielle for the season she was like you know um when you know blaming the entire realization on Paige and the one weekend that Lindsay and Carl weren't there it's not giving me credit for for thinking of for having my own brain and thinking right. for myself and making right. my own decisions um I and and so I I'm, I'm I'm with her on that side and I don't and I think that I think the internet is just like they love to blame Paige for like everything, and, mm -hmm. and I blame especially with Paige. Lindsay. Yeah, uh, exactly. And like, and like, I love Lindsay and I love Paige as well. So I like, it's not, I they're neither of them are completely blameless, obviously, but like, it's not all Paige's fault. And I think the one thing that I think is interesting about that whole thing that you talked about about sort of like Danielle being the third wheel, and then they sort of like didn't need her. I see that, but on the flips, but like the thing that's left out of that whole thing is like 
Danielle's had a boyfriend too. Like she, right. like they're not together anymore currently, but like in the moment of the, this, this filming and these confessionals, like she's been with Robert. So it's not like, she's just like this, like single gal who's like left alone after right. Lindsay found her love, love of her life. Like, no, she has another relationship that is also taking up her time as well. So I don't, I don't exactly. fully agree with that assessment of, of what happened. Yeah. And like, well, maybe like to her point, she's like, well, I'm able to balance like being all there yeah, for you all the time. For sure. So, you know, and I got to make that's, that, that's valid too. That's yeah. also very valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so later, Sierra picks Kyle aside to tell him about Amanda not having her period for nine months. And Kyle was like, huh. That is a long time. I hadn't thought about that. So um, I'm very confused about this whole situation. Me too. Why this would not have occurred to him. I don't know. Maybe like at the six month mark, at least. I don't know. But okay. Um, uh, So yeah, this ends up with Kyle being on the floor while they're getting ready for this like pajama pillow party and Amanda like koala bearing on his back and then him being like, yeah I talked to Sierra about your you know your reproductive system I'm concerned and she's like well I'm scared and he's like well I think I should maybe be more in tune to you yeah Kyle I think so yeah. too I think I think so as well I think so as well <laughs> I'm I'm curious I'm curious where this whole thing is leading because I feel like yeah. the they sort of planted some seeds in Winterhouse when Amanda would talk a little bit about like getting pregnant and, and just sort of like finding stuff out about her body when she was yeah. talking to Paige at one point and I it was interesting at the time, but I feel like we're we're sort of continuing that thread a little bit here. And I'm just wondering mm -hmm. where we're going with it. I'm really curious. I genuinely have no idea. Me too. And, you know, those Dumois blind items are piling up at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot of cookie emojis and I'm concerned. I've already I am as well. taken on too much. I can't do this. I can't <laughs> do it. I don't have time. Okay. I don't have time for this. So everybody needs to get their shit together at least for like two weeks. Okay. Before I we agree. I agree. I, I'm exhausted. And I really, I also really hope that they're not true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be ideal. <laughs> yes, yes. But if they are, give me, give me a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, so the episode ends with everybody playing stir the pot, which I think is what maybe Marisol played a couple seasons ago in Miami. Cause it's, she the asked the exact same question. She yeah. Asked <laughs> I said um, I said on Twitter, whoever, whichever producer got Danielle to pull a Marisol, right, she just, just deserves a spot bonus or at least. <laughs> uh, so basically, like it starts with pretty simple, like you know, who do you think would be a sugar baby? Gabby's like me. I'll raise my hand. I don't like to do shit, and I like nice things. No, next question. <laughs> um, Andrea's the horniest. We got that clear. I mean, that. Why was he so insistent that we see his balls? Why do you think that is? You know, I <laughs> I would I would love to know his approach to yeah. these um, to this little cameo he's having. Gonzo came <laughs> well, out, yeah. It really, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not complaining to be clear. No, but <laughs> I'm a little bit confused, but yes. I'm intrigued. I'm with I'm you. So I'm with you. <laughs> so this ends up with danielle getting the card of like who do you trust the least and danielle says okay i think in the sense of like a curveball i can't see what's coming amanda and amanda is like doesn't seem to be even paying attention but then she's like what excuse me like why me she starts crying immediately danielle's like why are you crying and then amanda goes back to the bathroom and says that felt personal Danielle's genuinely confused about what the situation was. 
So Gabby tries to find uh, Amanda in the midst. She tries to hop over the the couch. Didn't go well. Face planted right on the floor. But um, (laughs) Amanda just tells Gabby, you know, that just hurt my heart. And I'm upset because it felt like a personal thing. And yeah, I mean, it seems that way because Danielle tells Sierra that the reason why she would call Amanda a curveball is because you know, I feel like she's friendly with me and Lindsay and then she'll do these things and say like, Carl's our employee. And then Lindsay's like, yeah, and you can't approach her about anything because she just cries and reacts like this. And so now at this point, Kyle's getting activated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra wants to know if there's anything specific. And Lindsay's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get told that I'm manipulating my boyfriend. I was sober for him. I'm supporting Loverboy more than she's doing. And the things that Amanda's done have really fucked up. And Danielle says that there are a lot of undertones and tension. She doesn't know why. But Sierra says in a confessional, Danielle, we were, how we had a conversation about you minding your business, but now you're piggybacking on Lindsay and getting caught up in their shit time and time again. Like, not every battle has to be yours. I'm appreciating whatever Sierra is doing this season. Cause just cause it doesn't have to do with Austin, frankly. I know. I completely agree. I I'm a huge fan of Sierra. I think that she, I don't think that she gets enough credit for the role that she plays on the show and the willingness she is to have confrontation and especially her confessionals this season have been so good. I think like she's That's reading better. people, she's reading people really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, and I think that like she she also gets again she sort of gets like grouped in with Austin. Obviously, we know why that grouping happens, but like she's not with him anymore. Like let her like, <laughs> and she she's not responsible for his misdeeds. So like why let let her like evolve past that because she's trying to do that. So and, let's and this, give her that space. Yeah, this is one of the few times where I'm like, yes, I do want you to evolve and grow, and I want to see it, and I don't ever want to think about this <laughs> situation again. So please, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and like her, her willingness is to stay sitting there and and kind of ask Lindsay and Danielle about this. Like that is a really pivotal yeah. person to have there. Um, she's okay. she, there's a lot. I think you know, in past seasons or past scenes, like all the girls would have run after Amanda, you know, mm-hmm. and, and seeing if she, she was okay. But like, I think Sierra sitting there and recognizing, okay, I know I need to like parse this through um, and help to sort of explain this. I think that that was um, really smart of her to do. Yeah. And in that way, it's probably great that Paige was not there this weekend because things probably would have gone very differently. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right. I think that she, I think, I, I think it's also one of those things that like Sierra and Danielle are trying to rebuild their friendship after last season's like right. low, lowest of low. And so um, I think that, that was also part of it. I think that she's trying, I think that Sierra is trying to better understand the Danielle of it all, you know, to, to try to help figure the whole thing out. So yeah. I appreciated that moment a lot. And I think one of the silver linings of the show, initially I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this like roving cast every weekend, but once now I'm seeing we're getting to like break people up, groups of people, mm-hmm. and like they're having conversations and getting mixed in the mix with people that I wouldn't expect. Like I'm actually really loving it. So that's so true. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that, but I think that, yeah, taking one person out of the mix for one weekend does wonders, yeah. <laughs> what does wonders for them. Yeah, yeah totally. Sure. So basically the episode ends with uh, Lindsay saying, 
basically all roads lead back to me. Like I can't do anything with without being blamed for what's going on with uh, Carl and Kyle or anything else, basically. Um, you know, if Amanda wanted to talk to me, she could have said, hey, you know, I have a husband. You have a very serious boyfriend that worked together. Let's figure it out. But she didn't do that. And then Kyle says, well, she actually texted you, but you never hit her back, which I don't think Lindsay ended up responding to but um then he like kyle fully goes nuclear he's like this is fucked up he's pacing around he's telling amanda um hold on for a second i'm about to like go off on people but maya does at one point ask a very good question of why are you mad at Lindsay when exactly you said this shit <laughs> like exactly when- i don't i don't know where that happened like i don't like i was so i understand that his resentment is to Lindsay and I agree that with her that all roads lead back to her. But where did that, where did that, where did Danielle get off so easily there? I, I was really confused by that. Purely because he thinks that Danielle is simply a mouthpiece. Right. For Lindsay. But um, yeah, I mean, it's completely misdirected anger. And then, uh, you know, Kyle's like, Amanda's perfect. You know, she's a fucking cutie angel. And, you know, there are people who are actual assholes and actual bitches in this house and nothing mm. happens them and and then it gets escalated between carl and danielle because danielle's like carl can you say anything to this situation carl's like let's just have kyle bury himself he continues to not say anything and then the episode ends with Lindsay like crying screaming at carl being like fucking stand up and say something to him at all Mm -hmm. which i agree with i think um one of the things that carl's not been great at is he doesn't say how he's really feeling until people approach him about it. And then like he brings up Lindsay, which gets people pissed off about Lindsay because they think she's the one being the puppet master. And I don't really think that's the case. Like Carl really needs to start advocating for himself more. If only. Yeah, no, I I'm with you on that. I think that, I think that he naturally doesn't like confrontation that much. Um, And he avoids it kind of at all costs. And I think he also like has learned his lesson so many times on this show about like coming off badly in situations, but ultimately like by avoiding the confrontation in this situation, he's coming off badly because he's avoiding it and and not sticking up for the love of his life and not sticking up for his girlfriend who's just, just got called a bitch by his best friend. So like I, I was, I was with Danielle on that. I, I was confused why Carl couldn't like at least go try to calm Kyle down. It didn't need to, it did not need to turn into like a streaming match of him defending Lindsay and Kyle attacking Lindsay, but he could have quelled that situation. Um, yes. But I think, yeah, that was, that was really interesting to see. No, I totally agree. Um, okay. Let's move on to Vanderbilt. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
I originally had said no, and then like the idea just kind of like stayed there. Come oh on, you've got to take some responsibility in that. You were actually thinking that no, might be a I good know, idea. I, Come I do, on. I do. And I told Katie straight up, like, I asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. I'm going to step in as a mama right here. Whether Katie shows it or not, I talk to her all the time. I hear her crying. She hurts inside. They're still married. They barely even moved out of their home. I They're selling their home. That's an emotional thing in itself. I'm having emotions about it. I don't wear my pain or grief or sadness on my face 24-7, but what I'm going through is really hard. I don't think Raquel's fully, like, got it. Tom's not just some, like, dude I dated. Like, he was our family, so she's... she's got to hear from my mom then she's got to hear from my mom i'm gonna start with one question for you because Sorry. bravo i don't get screeners everyone's business but mine at gmail.com please but <laughs> do you get them do you get them um i actually don't get them either i think that they um there's certain shows like this happened with southern charm last year there's certain shows that they don't really send them out for i think with this season with vanderpump i might get them like the day of earlier okay. but um because i no, was not really I was wondering if there were any, I need to know like who got the screeners and if it was different from what was aired because yeah, I yeah, I'm I, very curious. I know I was listening to Lala's podcast and now they're all like releasing their episodes of yeah. <laughs> addressing the scandal and she was saying how like they're definitely re-editing it and going back and looking for different moments and they're going to insert them in. Um, right. And right. Saucy was saying that they used to do that too. So uh, we all know they do that, but like this is I'm I'm curious. I would love to see the the original cut and the scandal cut. <laughs> <laughs> the scandal edit, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm very curious about that too. But here's the thing: like a lot of that shit was filmed at in real time, and that's very real. A lot of people were saying things at the time about Raquel that were not great. So <laughs> kind of wild mm -hmm. like i love people saying like this is white lotus like we gotta all watch now we know what happened we gotta watch back and see how the pieces all come together Ugh, i cannot believe it's, it I, I it's really it's really creating the, for this really new viewing experience where like you know we, we've had moments in the past like especially recently with like the erica stuff and the jen shaw stuff where like you know where things net out or like you know like some big thing that's happening in the real in real life outside of the show that like you try to look for clues and things like that but like we've never had something like this where we're now we're like gonna read between the lines and like literally pick up on on body language and and little wow. hints of different things like this feels really really new and in and, and like a weird I can't tell if it's like a, I think it's gonna be fun but like not, <laughs> I, I don't know I don't I, I really I, I'm, yeah I'm really like because like last night's viewing experience is really bizarre like it was super right. bizarre especially the fact that it's kicked off like three minutes in with the with the Raquel and Ariana scene where they're uh, talking about uh, like some of the some of the quotes are just truly wild to to to, to hear given what's happened in the past week I don't it's I, I, my mind is pretty much blown <laughs> right right okay so let's get into it I mean yeah. we've just got to get to Brack's tax like I don't give a fuck about Sheena and Brock doing their vlog like we can see that on YouTube no. Um, you know, Lala's FaceTiming about Sheena about the girls' trip. We find out that Katie's not going to this wedding now. Um, and yeah, it's just like a whole situation. Uh, so Lala says that she feels like things are getting lost because 
you know, she was trying to be there for Katie during her divorce, like Sheena, while also encouraging Tom and Raquel to make out. But Sheena's telling a story of like, everybody else made me do this. <laughs> now, I do find it laughable that she was like, this was my mission, because why would that be anybody's mission? <laughs> You're a grown woman with with a child like nobody is asking you to like force people to make out with each other but i do think that like katie's putting a lot of uh ire onto sheena just because she doesn't like her which mm -hmm. is great television but i think it's a little bit unfair to sheena i yeah i do think it's unfair to an extent and like i but at the same like i do believe that sheena is playing the biggest role in, in this situation honestly yeah, yeah. And, but like in a way that I actually personally really appreciate because I think that yeah. she she's she knows what she, she knows how to make good tv um okay. she just like is being so transparent about it <laughs> um but it's just funny that she like can act like that and then like be surprised if Kate, like we know we know how Katie reacts to things too so like Sheena can't be surprised about how Katie's reacting to how Sheena's acting exactly you know? And like, if this situation leads us to Sheena crying about how like, you can call me a bitch, you can call me disrespectful, but don't call me a troll. Like it was all worth <laughs> it, you know? It was all worth it to me. <laughs> I, I agree. I come, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I, I like a Sheena emotional breakdown in a confessional. <laughs> <laughs> or anywhere, you know, I don't care. Yes, anywhere. Um. So yeah, we start off like Ariana and Ra Raquel are at this bikini shop. They're getting stuff for the girls trip. And Ariana says- I can't believe that you told Katie that you asked Schwartz to make out last night. I was like, am I about to be mad at Raquel for the first time? Oh, God. God. That quote, that quote. <laughs> that Ringing is a quote in my ears. Night. I just. Unbelievable. And then she says in a confessional, you know, we've been encouraging Raquel to get out there, make mistakes, go crazy. But then she says that she asked Schwartz to make out with her. And it's like, okay, not like that, girl. Yeah 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 ex exactly yeah it, it, it's so it's so wild because it's like so many of the things that they're that they are saying and have been saying about Raquel going after Schwartz they, <laughs> they it's like they, it's like they were true when it was just about Schwartz and they're just like quadruply true with everything that's happened now you know what I mean it's like don't go after another guy in the group like don't like just date outside the pool like it's and then she's done it multiple times <laughs> Yeah, you're doing a little too much, babe. Everything it's, has double meaning. It's, yeah. it's really crazy. Do you believe the rumor that it was actually Sandoval that she was making out with Co at Coachella? I do believe that. Okay. I do believe that. Um, And I listened to Kristen's podcast today as well. And she she said that she believed that as well. Um, The thing that the thing that I'm still parsing through personally is whether I believe. I, I want to hear from Schwartz because I'm just. Mm. I feel mm -hmm. like we've heard different things, different things about when he knew and that when he found out about the whole thing really is going to be telling about how much of it was like a cover up that he was a part of and like he was covering for Sandoval by being the decoy and yada 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 or right. um, Sammy Sage from Betches she wrote this amazing article that brought up something that I had not thought about which is like maybe maybe Schwartz was not necessarily a decoy, like a knowing decoy, but like maybe Raquel was using him to to like sort of tempt Sandoval, like, mm. oh, like we're together, and if you're not going to leave Ariana for me, I'll just I'll just like kind of bounce around with all these different boys. You know, I I almost wonder if she was using him to like almost taunt Sandoval and like because she probably wanted him to leave Ariana for her and like 
that to me is almost like a more believable um scenario that i think that played out like i don't know if schwartz has been in on it since since now that we're watching on tv you know what i mean i don't know and that's what i'm trying to parse through myself i feel like he's probably known this year i feel like he's known all this year that's my theory that's my theory um but it does like what you to your point like it kind of makes all this whole statement that raquel did about how like she's addicted to love and whatever more sinister because why not just fall with the first guy instead of like trying to play all these other dudes against this dude that you actually want who has a girlfriend it's just things aren't adding up to me (laughs) at all No, they're not adding up but that's why it's like her addicted to her addicting to addiction to being loved i'm just like i i I think somebody responded to that and said like it was actually a real thing that people can have but like i'm like i don't know yeah. Uh, but like, but, but with, with, in this situation, I just like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just so many moving pieces. There are so many moving pieces. And then she goes after Garcelle's son at the end of this episode. And I'm just like, ah, let's pick, let's pick a lane. Let's exactly. A lane. Like so many things are being thrown at the wall and I just am confused, but back to the show. So Katie says she's still like hell bent on Sheena being the main thing because she feels like, uh, you know, uh, Raquel is Zoolander stupid aka and that basically she does mugatu and that you know there was a scene where zoolander tries to kill somebody but you can't really blame zoolander because he was brainwashed by mugatu the evil uh will ferrell character so mm-hmm. okay okay katie i'm gonna mm-hmm. let you have that we gotta move on um scene with lvp and and you know bless the baby don't care let's move on i yeah, uh, don't care <laughs> james and ally have lunch with james's mom jacqueline do you always get the chills being like oh my god is that Kristen? no that's james's mom oh my god is that Kristen? no that's james's mom <laughs> i am so mystified by his mother i just some there's something about her that i just cannot put my finger on I just and i don't sit down and talk to her about everything just tell me everything yes yes it's <laughs> she's, she's such an interesting person and like i don't know she, she clearly likes being on tv too but mm-hmm. it's the, the, whenever she pops up at a meal with james i uh I want, I have like a thousand questions for her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she exists. <laughs> My friend, um, <laughs> shout out to Troy McKeady. He has beyond the blinds, but he says that Danielle Staub, like the early seasons, mm-hmm. it was like she existed in some sort of sexual thriller, whereas everybody else was living in New Jersey. And Jacqueline also has that vibe. Like she's yes. walking out of, of a lifetime movie and right into West Hollywood. I and love that. <laughs> I love that. That is very accurate. <laughs> um but basically this is a conversation because Jacqueline's been uh sober for a few years mm-hmm. you know James is not James's ability to like talk out his sobriety and like explain why he doesn't have to be sober is so intriguing to me like mm-hmm. it's dangerous but I'm also like yeah go on about how like you know if I was like a wild wise old Mr. fucking yoga I wouldn't be drinking and I'd probably move to Budapest you know be a monk for the rest of my life but you know I'm not wise so <laughs> it's okay. like in mo- it's like in moments like that you you're you understand like how he sort of is so endearing to, to yeah. certain people and like he can really rope you in because <clears throat> he's so over the top and ridiculous that like you just can't help but laugh sometimes even though it's like he is you know 
his explanations for things are so like drawn out and so they can be such stretches sometimes but you know eat pray love journeys of him being in italy always glass of wine like okay we're in america sure (laughs) what's happening um ally every time she tells a story about james i'm like more and more chilled because she's like oh you know when i met james he was sober and i thought that was the coolest thing about him but then he said that he had a drink on his birthday in Vegas and I didn't even know I was sleeping next to him. So was was he sober? That was such a weird little story she told. Yeah, that's a yikes for me, babe. It's a big yikes. It's a big yikes. I think that she is, um, it's giving me like, she's just trying to look the other way. You know what I mean? I don't think she wants, yeah. yeah, It's right in the sand. sand. mm -hmm, Very much in the sand. I'm also just like on a petty note, very confused as to how this girl works at Soho House. And yet everything she wears gives Little House on the Prairie, like just a lot of prairie dresses. And like, I forgot she worked at Soho House. That is, (laughs) that is a good detail to keep top of mind. Thank you for that reminder. (laughs) She dresses like somebody's Nona. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. Or like somebody from Mamma Mia, like an extra from mine. So yeah. Okay. Basically, then we have the girls getting ready. I'm about to flip this computer because Ariana is already telling Tom, you know, Charlotte had a seizure. Um, Mm. You need to get the medicine. He's like, can you get the medicine? Like before you Mm. go, can't even be bothered. And, you know, like we know that Charlotte was her, her soulmate had the dog for 18 years. Like, you know, thick as these. That is such a, that is such a long time to have a dog, by the way. My family has had like 10 dogs over the years. Right. (laughs) None have lived to 18. So that is impressive. That's a good life. It Mm -hmm. really is. Um, And then we see Katie. She's getting packed up with Christina Kelly. Can we just like, just a quick clap for Christina Kelly for coming back and giving us the old thing. I I appreciate her for being. I mean, she had, she had the quote of the night. I think I said the first quote with the quote of the night, but her quote (laughs) about people walk around acting like Raquel's little baby, but that's like an insult to babies. babies. That's a 10 out of 10. That (laughs) is a 10 out of 10. So funny. And this led me to um, wonder, because I was texting with my friends like, oh, I thought that maybe that or we thought that maybe that confessional had been a recent one because pregnant Christina's Kelly's pregnant so that's a very obvious tell so she posted in her Instagram stories this is so sick last night that uh, a picture of her in the interview chair where she was clearly very pregnant and if you look god I'm like I'm too in my in the weeds about this but if you look at the (laughs) confessional like they're only filming her from like the boobs up which they usually film like more of their bodies so right I think they were trying to get get something in but that was still a good confessional I appreciate yeah, it. No, yeah, that, that's a good observation too. I'm, now I'm not going to stop noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm just curious. Like, <clears throat> I mean, she's getting confessional. So I'm wondering, like, to me, that's telling of like, she's probably going to be like kind of in it this season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she, I think that she, I think when I, when they first sort of showed her, like, was it last episode or two episodes ago? I was sort of curious, like, if she was just kind of popping in, but. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize like how much of a role she's probably going to play this year, which is kind of exciting. Cause I kind of, I kind of like what she's bringing more than just Katie's representative. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, so then we have Lala going over to Raquel's house and they're bonding over their breakups that, you know, these relationships that they thought were going to be forever. And now it's not. And, you know, Lala is actually more vulnerable than we usually see her being, um, 
talking about you know like asking Raquel do you miss the friendship above all else but then admitting that she and Randall used to fight all the time and then the absolute crazy craziest thing of all of her talking about how she hadn't had sex since they conceived ocean in 2020 but then she says in a confessional that Randall just told one of her assistants that since she was sober Lala that she's not like kinky and fun in the bedroom anymore I have like Mm. 55 questions why was he telling her that literally that (laughs) this man this man is oh like that's just so that's so inappropriate first of all second of all like what a shitty thing to say about somebody you know just uh he's just such a gross person terrible and he's got the nerve to be ugly on top of it it's disgusting <laughs> ugly and, and and like a scammer like he yeah. Uh, it just, yeah it's nothing about him is, is good vibes excuse me if you haven't if you have a chin that week you have to be nice to people otherwise you know <laughs> otherwise it's not fair you're you're doing too much okay um so the girls go to vegas i noticed that ariana and raquel sat together on the plane together um mm. And I did not pick it, up on that. Yeah. Yeah. She probably held her hand as, as the plane fucking descended into Vegas. I can't. Anyway, um, <laughs> I basically like the girls are ready. They're ready to party. Lisa's there with Nick Elaine trying to put statement necklaces on some stone dog in this restaurant. Like, what goes on in this woman's head? <laughs> it, 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 it's it's so funny how they like they're almost like fitting in these little moments with her to like keep her a little bit more relevant on the show and there, yeah. it, it's like it's moments that she was getting on housewives you know like her yeah. little per, little personal scenes that like she's obviously not getting anymore and so they have to like remind us that she exists and like has a life outside of just like mentoring these people it, which is very sometimes it's working but most of the time it's not for me most of the time it's not thank you thank you for that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh they do get it the girls get a pinata of Schwartz. I, I don't know what we're planning on doing that, but I guess Raquel hits it later. Um, uh, James and Allie have some sort of like foot bath massage outside. It basically was like, Allie is telling James, maybe if everybody's saying that they have a problem with your sobriety, then you should consider being sober. But he was just like, no, heart emoji. And that was it. So, <laughs> like, wait, which honestly good for her for saying that, I guess. But like, yeah. it's 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 going to be for naught. Sorry, girl. Yeah. In one ear and out the other. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately, Ariana has to leave Vegas because Charlotte's not doing well. Doesn't look like she's getting better. So she goes home. And it's just very sad. The rest mm-hmm. of the ladies end up going to dinner. Vanderpump Paris and Oliver is the waiter. And this sets a scene for Raquel versus Lala and who's going to get Oliver. Now, to me, I'm watching the scene being like, I don't think either of you are attracted to Oliver, but okay, I guess we'll do this. <laughs> I guess. Neither of them seem interesting, interested in him at all. Uh, Lala at one point makes a comment about, honestly, I can't do any more sexual innuendos with her. I, I don't care. Something about busting it wide open and her vagina. <laughs> like it, something about this scene just felt really cl- clunky to me. Yeah. Like it was, he's never been on other than appearing as Garcelle's son on Beverly Hills, like for like one scene a season. Right. He's never been on reality TV. She is still kind of an, an amateur to me. So it's like, it was two amateurs trying to like <laughs> make a, make a clear production setup feel organic and authentic and it right n- neither of them is a pro at that so it just yeah. was so 
I think a more seasoned reality star could have made that work in a more natural way, but it felt just, they, they couldn't even hide it. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah. by the way, this is, this is Garcelle's son. Oh, no way. You know, it was yes, just, Sam. So, yeah. what's your, what's your name? What's your name again? You know, it was just so, oh, I hate it. They're like intro to improv. Like, Very. how are we going to, give me an object, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay then we go back to LA Ugh. Ariana gets in the car and Tom's like are we going straight to the vet she's like yeah Tom we're going straight to the vet for my dog and then you know and just another very telling moment where Tom says in a confessional you know Ariana hasn't really had much interest in bearing children but if she could have uh you know given birth to Charlotte she would have and obviously we knew this day was coming but now that it's here I'm just really concerned about how it's going to affect Ariana and I just need to be there in any way I can because she's my girl what a fucking loser oh my fucking god and like I, now I, that I we not. know that like part Ugh. of this bullshit excuse was her mental health and being mm -hmm. concerned about it, and that's why he didn't break up with her. So patronizing. Ugh. Ugh. Sick. No, I I really hate I really hated everything about that moment. And like even even the comment about you know we know that she doesn't want to have kids, but like yes, she, like but it, it, like I think without knowing what he's been doing to her for the past seven months that comment could have come off as like, you know, what he, what he's trying to say is like, she cares so much for the dog, but like yeah. knowing how he views her and treats her is like, that is so backhanded. I, right. it, it, it was, it was, it was so sick to me. I hate it. I'm glad that. you saw that. Cause I did not like that either. I, I, I hated like, oh, that. That's, that's gross. Mm -hmm. um, but we go back to Vegas. Oliver comes back to the table. Lala claims that she's had a crush on Oliver since they saw him at the opening of Vanderpump. No, no, you didn't. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> like, yeah, that's 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 giving that's giving a stretch. Thank you. <laughs> Big time. Um. So yeah, like you know, he doesn't even remember her apparently. So good on him for that. Um. But basically, she's like trying to take it on the chin. Like, yeah, I can get him if I want to. You know, blah blah. blah. But she says at one point, I think he's married with kids. But Lisa says no, he's separated. Um. So Raquel goes, oh, well, we should invite him out. And then Raquel says in a confessional that he, Oliver has a swagger to them, his confidence, like he's very intriguing. It just sounds like something she probably said about Tom while he was on stage or something. So <laughs> Ugh, sicko. Um, then we have this great conversation with Terry, who's Katie's mama. Mm hmm. And they're talking about, you know, what's going on? Why are you not going to Sheena's wedding anymore? I love that Katie's like, I have a non-refundable room, so I'm just going to go to Mexico anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's iconic of her, honestly. I'm truly. <laughs> Very funny. But so Terry's like, what's going on? Why aren't you going? And Terry's like, well, Sheena suggested that Raquel and Tommy, like, are we calling Tommy? Are we calling Tom Tommy? Yeah, that, that That's new to me, right? Like, I don't know <laughs> if I, that, that's, they've called, I feel like I can count the amount of times they've called him Tommy on like one right. hand. I can't take this on. I can't take anything else on. <laughs> but, no. um, yeah, like, you know, Sheena was pushing Raquel and Tommy to make out. And so Raquel is basically like, well, Sheena did put the idea in my head and Originally, I said no, but then the idea just kind of stayed there. And Lisa goes, come on, you've got to take some kind of responsibility in that. You were thinking it was a good idea, Raquel. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad they said that she said that. 
I'm so glad. Yeah, me too. So Raquel says, I do take responsibility. You know, I told Katie straight up, I did ask Schwartz if he wanted to make out. So Terry says, let me step in as a mama here because whether Katie shows it or not, I talked to her, I'm hearing her crying. They're still married. They barely mm-hmm. even moved out of their home. They're selling their home, which is an emotional thing in itself. And I will tell you that um, this was something that had to be explained to Raquel again this weekend that people are having to sell their homes. And that's a really big fucking deal. Exactly. It's like, not just, I'm not just dating this dude. It's it's also, it's also like, yeah, like, I guess, I guess good for you for being straight up with your intentions, even like, I I, I literally, I guess, but like, (laughs) that does not make, just because you were upfront about them does not, does not make that behavior okay. Or like, she just has, she just, she can't put herself in somebody else's shoes. Like she has no, and, and given that she just went through a big breakup too, like you'd think that she could sympathize she, with that a little, a little bit more than she's making a storyline about how she got cheated on hello exactly it's like she, it's, she's she's kind of operating with like two separate brains and now we know it's like a third separate brain like she was kind of like living these like i don't know it's very interesting she's kind of compartmentalizing and kind of forgetting about the other compartments in her brain yeah <laughs> there's not a crossover there's no, no there's not it's so weird it's so bizarre it's so bizarre so yeah like the fact that they that katie's mother and your boss are sitting you telling you to your face it is a bad decision for you to be coming and like inserting yourself in people's relationships. That's not good, Raquel. And knowing what she was doing at that time or was about to be doing, crazy. And then she goes and proceeds to make out with one of another one of Lisa's employees who, <laughs> who yeah, maybe he might've been separated from his wife, but he's still married to this woman and has kids with yeah. her. And then she just makes out with him 10 minutes later. It is, this woman is exhibiting some wild behavior. And I think that's a a cry for help, a cry for help, honestly. Honestly, honestly. Um, So yeah, Katie says in a confessional, like I don't wear my pain or grief or sadness on my face 24 seven, but what I'm going through is really fucking hard. And I don't think Raquel has fully gotten it. Like Tom's not just dated, it was my family. So she has to hear it from my mom she's going to hear it from her. And now she's mm-hmm. going to hear it from all of the world, Raquel. So I hope mm. <laughs> maybe you should have thought about that. Maybe we should have maybe, listened to Terry. Maybe <laughs> she should have. I, and I didn't. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I just love Katie this season. I really, like, I love 
she like even just that confessional moment you just quoted like that's more self-awareness I think that we've that we've gotten from her in in a while and like I I'm really liking it like it whatever she's whatever work she's doing on herself since this divorce started with 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 shorts like it's just it's it's such a good look on her and I think that she she's the things that she's saying I just I I really like the sort of journey that she's on because it's 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 the most that I've liked her in a really long time on this show I agree. I was never really a fan of Katie. Um, but I think, yeah, now that I'm seeing it, like when she says things like that, mm-hmm. it opens up like kind of a world of like, oh, like you're really just protecting yourself and you have been. And it makes totally. sense. Schwartz is not protecting you at all in your relationship for. No, no. It's like she had, she had, she had to do it for both of them, honestly, you know? Yeah. And I think that I, I just, you, you, when you take a step back and you you see how Schwartz is acting this season too. It's like, damn, like that. It, w- it could not have been easy being married to him and being in a relationship with him for so long. Like he really, he has no backbone and will not defend her. And, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of in Katie's corner right now. And, and more, again, more than I've been in a really long time. So it's, it's kind of, it's an interesting twist for me because I just, I've been on the same journey as you have. Yeah. <laughs> Tables have really, really turned. Um, so yeah, once Oliver comes back to the table, Lala and Raquel are immediately flirting with him, like at the same time, uh, they go to disco pussy, this club together and, uh, you know, Lala and Raquel go to the bar and Raquel tells Lala, he's really cute, but obviously I feel like you guys have some kind of attraction for each other. And I just feel awkward doing anything. Cause I know you're interested in him too. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Lala says, <laughs> Um, well, you have my stamp of approval, but then she says in a confessional, you know, like, I don't need Oliver to have a good time, blah, 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 my pussy, he would remember me. Okay. Um, so yeah, then Raquel just says, like, I just don't want to do anything if you're not interested. Lala says, I think you're overthinking it right now. So eventually Oliver tells Raquel, let's go to the dance floor. And then we have to watch them make out for, honestly, it felt like a good 45 seconds, which is amazing. <laughs> on tv <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> that should have been a cutaway shot yeah that could have been an email too honestly um but <laughs> did you watch watch what happens live of course that i wouldn't have missed it that was that was that was the state of the union <laughs> <laughs> lisa was ready somebody slipped her a flintstones vitamin like she was so hype to be on that she, was ready. Yep. she was ready yeah she 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 knows a moment when she sees one and she took it she took it and she she was like everybody's getting it okay i'm gonna talk shit about kyle lisa rena um everybody's gonna Mm -hmm. get it i'm gonna say that tom schwartz rides the fence so hard something's up his asshole or whatever she said i don't know (laughs) it was a wild scene but it was um oh what are your predictions like it seems like there are maybe two weeks of filming left that or not left, but that have been tacked on additionally. Um, mm-hmm. Then they're going to do the reunion. At least seeing a lot of teases to like, we just need to hash this all out. We got to figure out what's going on. We got to talk about this as a family, but uh, is everybody going to be able to be there? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I, I, that's the biggest question. I think that the, I see the restraining order against Sheena as being, the excuse that Raquel wants to use to not have to show up. I see um, that too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If she doesn't show up physically, make her zoom in. And if she Agreed. and if she doesn't, if she does not participate in the reunion, she shouldn't come back to the show. That, that that's just 
That's and I, and the thing is, I want her to participate because I think that like we all, everyone on the show who's been watching, who's been part of this discussion for the last week, we all deserve her to show up and to give us answers and to explain herself beyond these notes app apologies. Right. Um, and you so um, I, vaping outside of some shopping right. mall in all black. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And on your on your on your paparazzi walk. Um, right. And so I really want her to show up. And I I think I mean, production, I'm guessing will give her an ultimatum. Like if you don't show up or if you don't zoom in, at least, which they've done, you know, as we've seen countless times over the past three years, Um like that, that's an option. So if she has a physical, I mean, if she has a legal or legal document saying she, that she can't come close to her, then like, yeah, come in virtually and explain yourself. Um, I would take go that, go I guess. Diana's house over at Beverly Hills. Right. She's probably got right. the setup still. Oh my God, dead. Um, but I think that, I think that Raquel would be a full three parts versus Diana's like five minutes. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, that's, those are my thoughts on that aspect of it. Um, I'm How do really you anticipate the reunion even going because now everything has been so flips upside down. Like, how do you? Yeah, I, I kind of. I think a lot of the stuff that we're seeing almost, but almost at the reunion is like almost um, irrelevant. It's almost like just mm -hmm. nullified. Mm -hmm. um, other than the stuff we talked about, where like you can read between the lines and like what was a cover up, what was what was the whole Schwartz thing about, like you know, that kind of stuff is still relevant, but there's, there are some things in here that like don't even need to be discussed in the reunion at this point. You know, like I would, I would genuinely take three parts about just the Tom right. all and Raquel thing. Cause there's right. so much to unpack there. Like um, one part with her and Andy, one part with Tom and Andy, yes. maybe one part with them both. And then let's yeah. get everybody together. And, and, I, and I think, and I think what complicates the whole thing is, um, <clears throat> Is is Walter happens live, and you know, obviously, mm -hmm. we know that like they they tend to book one or two people from the show that airs a given night, and they're on Walter happens live right after. And like, I think they need to be careful about who they're booking when on Walter happens live as well, because I don't they want to give away too much. Like right. the fact that there's they're filming two extra, they're filming for however long they picked the cameras back up. We have the reunion in two weeks. Like to me, like that's enough of like it's wetting enough of our appetites to like you know, keep us intrigued and keep us like tuned into every single episode and, 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 you know, keep us fed until the reunion. I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think what I want from Watch What Happens Live um, because I, I almost don't want it to be given away too much before we see that yeah. footage. You know yeah, what I mean? And I agree. Um, like, I, I think, I think the one thing I kind of, I would be supportive of is like a one-on-one -on -one, uh, between Andy and Ariana. I don't mm -hmm. need a one-on-one -on -one with Sandoval. I don't need a one-on-one -on -one with Raquel. I think that can wait till the reunion. That's, yeah don't give them the opportunity to like, you know, express themselves and start, share their story without any of the opposition there. I think that that's, right. that's kind of like giving them a leg up, honestly. Um, but th those are sort of my thoughts on just some of those different aspects that, um, you know, we're thinking about <laughs> like in terms of how the rest of this, how the rest of this looks. And I think um, my biggest takeaway from the Lisa Vanderpump Watcher Happens Live was that I don't know if I was surprised she was this way, but it was a little bit disappointing how sympathetic she was to Sandoval. And I, and I, and I, 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 I get what, I get what she was saying about like the pile on and, you know, some of the meanness online, whatever, but like most of it's pretty deserved for him. And I'm not right. sure what he, I don't know. I'm not sure what she or he expected um, to happen after this came out. And so like, 
Yeah, this is like somebody being like, I don't like Nicki Minaj's new exactly. Somebody being like, kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or it's not like, honestly, it's not like he cheated with some random random person in Vegas or something. Like, it's like, right. this, this is such a different situation. And like, we know all the players involved. Like, I, don't, I just don't understand. I did not understand her sympathy towards Tom. Um, she obviously has sympathy kind of for kind of all parties involved. And that's what makes her not really like a, she's not an impartial person. You know, right. she, she's yep. in business with two of them. She's kind of like a mother figure to all of them. And she has, she has um, irons in this fire. And um, yeah. Yeah. so I, I, I thought it was a great episode and I thought that she, she was great, but um, overall, but some things gave me pause. And um, I hope that she doesn't try to drive that narrative too much in Tom's favor, because I think that would be really disappointing. I agree. I mean, we don't really need to give him empathy beyond what you said at Watch What Happens Live. We can keep that. If you want to play that back at the reunion, we can do that, but don't say anything else. We're good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So th those are my thoughts on sort of how we go forward. Do you, what do you, is there anything else you've been thinking about just in terms of you what know, it looks like? I've been wondering, like, now that Raquel's saying that she's keeping her distance from Tom, but like she is like has warm feelings or whatever the hell she said. I'm really wondering like where they go now. Are we just going to double down on this? Cause my friend Liz Bentley is positive that they're going to walk into that reunion hand in hand mm. and that there's going to be a pregnancy announcement pretty quickly. Oh my God. Not a pregnancy announcement. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could see like, okay you guys blew up your whole life you might as well just go for it you know like yeah no I mean I I definitely I'm definitely in the camp of like if they want any semblance of redemption they need to stay together because right. then it's like then it was literally not worth anything right. if they're really these if they're really these star-crossed lovers they want us to believe they are they have to stay together Stick but like Stick but then yesterday on page six yesterday on page six it's like she's ghosting him and it's like okay well which which camp did that come from you know that that was it was a source close to them so it's like is she trying to is she trying to to um separate herself publicly from him and sort of plant that seed or like she's on the shorts i don't know what's going on i know there, there's there's all these um conflicting narratives playing out too so i'm just trying to parse it all out i don't know it's 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 a lot and i'm so overwhelmed um so but i i Honestly, just for the spectacle of it all, have them walk in hand in hand. I would like to see that. That'd be mm -hmm. very brave of them, honestly. Yeah. And y'all better do it. I don't care if you guys broke up at this point. You better walk in there mm -hmm. hand in hand. Yeah. Have, have a have, have a have a bandage over your scarred eyebrow or or whatever <laughs> or whatever whatever the injury apparently is. Um I just I I want at this point, I love that they are all leaning into the the beast they're they're feeding the beast you know like mm -hmm. it's this is what this they know this is what we want i'm glad they're giving it to us in terms of how they're all handling the the sort of fallout from it um they're all leaning into it giving us the podcast episodes filming with one another yeah. um you know you know being send it to daryl hoodies yeah 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 launching merch commenting on like every post imaginable like they're really giving us all it yeah. all and i'm i'm living for it i really am as as tired as i am i um they, they they're take they're capitalizing on this moment in a way that I support <laughs> I, I would say yes <laughs> I, fully, I fully agree with you oh thank you so much for talking with me um tell everybody where they can find you 
Of course. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And I hope I didn't talk your ear off too much. No, you were great. Um, <laughs> um, you can find me at Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I have a newsletter of the same name where I send out my thoughts on Bravo things, recommendations to stuff I've watched and read and listened to that week. Um, and my podcast, We Should Talk, comes out once a week. Um, find it wherever you get your, your podcast. It's one interview a week. I'd say like, 75% of the time it's somebody on Bravo, um, you know, uh, and we just, I just go deep with somebody about what's happening on their show, what they're doing in their careers, all that jazz. So those are my plugs. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. You too.